Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, friendo, Steve here, and welcome back to the GFW Impact Wrestling Review Show. About 45 minutes away from heading out to Los Angeles for BOLA. We got tickets tonight, too. Very excited about it, but I know you guys like uh, like the GFW Impact reviews. A lot of you people are saying, I can't bring myself to watch it, Steve, so I just watch your review. That was a little odd, but hey, to each their own. Anyways, I'm going to hop right into this. Uh, as you guys know, last week, Eli Drake uh, won the GFW. Oh, yeah, there was no... There was no uh, Sienna in this episode. That's a bummer. Um, he won the GFW Global Championship, whatever their world title is. Uh, he won that. He shows up backstage or in the you know the, the entrance or whatever with uh, Chris Adonis. They've got some suits on, smoking cigars. They look like a million bucks. Then after them, America Top Team come walking in. Uh, that ends with Jeff Jarrett and uh, what's his name? Somebody Lambert. Mr. Lambert. <laughs> Is it Ryan Lambert? I forget. Anyways, they're yelling at each other over Lashley. They're all feuding over Lashley. He's like the uh, the pretty girl that the two uh, high school boys are arguing over. I don't know. That's a loose metaphor. Sorry. Um, anyways, Eli Drake comes out to the ring. Says, uh, a lot of people think that I might be happy that I won this. But no, he's mad because it took him 40, 14 years in the business to get to that level. So, but... I guess he is happy that he has it because he has the title. Um, that brings out Johnny Mundo. I'm not going to call him Johnny Impact. That's that's a stupid name. I'm sorry. Like, it's just what I'm assuming that the Johnny Mundo thing is a Lucha Underground contract deal. What was he calling himself everywhere else? I thought he was I thought he's been calling himself Johnny Mundo everywhere, though. So maybe it's a TV thing. Anyways, they call him Johnny Impact. I call him Johnny Mundo. John Morrison. What do you want to call him? Um, he comes out, he sort of runs down Eli Drake. Mundo's a decent promo guy. He's all right. He's still kind of cheesy, but I think that's kind of his gimmick too. Like a little kind of cheesy. Uh, Eddie Edwards comes out, says that he's been here so long. He outranks, uh, Johnny Mundo says he wants the title. Cornette comes down. Jim Cornette comes down. He's like the general manager guy. He's like extremely red too. I don't know what the deal with that is. He makes a tag team match for the main event, and he says that whoever pins, if somebody pins Eli Drake for the win, that person will get to, uh, he's, he'll be the number one contender. So, I mean, like, this is all good. It's all fine. Like, I like it. It's, it's whatever. My problem with it is that it's such a 90-degree turn from the storylines they were doing a month ago with Alberto El Patron. And it just, it, I understand that GFW is kind of stitched together, but I was hoping that there would be some more storyline continuity. And I know you get rid of El Patron. They really should have been doing more with low key in the main event scene because that's where he was headed with Alberto El Patron. I don't get why all of a sudden he's just taking a back seat. And that's why evidently he's not happy anymore. And having him out of that spot, just there's like a lack of, continuity between what we just saw which would lead people i would think to sort of tune out so that's one thing that gfw kind of needs they need some continuity 
in any event, I mean, I'm fine with what's going on. It's just I want there to be some, like, logical story arcs to, like, play out. Anyways. Uh, next up, we're backstage. Um, oh, anyways, uh, yeah, yeah. So Eli, Drake, and Chris Adonis are yelling at uh, Eddie Edwards and uh, and Johnny Mundo. <laughs> Eli Drake is noticeably saying, go F yourself to, <laughs> to Eddie Edwards. So, Anyways, backstage, uh, Allie is asking Taryn Terrell, is that her name? Well, why is she so rude to Gail Kim? Taryn starts to act like she's apologetic about it and then says, you know what? I feel bad. So you can take this message to Gail Kim and she just starts beating the crap out of Allie. So that was kind of cool. Um, next up, we had OVE, Ohio versus everything. The Chris brothers versus Falaba and Mario Bocara. I love their name. Those are great names. Anyways, OVE went over, obviously. Um, that's not really surprising. They're really pushing OVE. Uh, so yeah, there's that. They're like the one tag team they're actually pushing. Uh, next up, uh, oh, oh, by the way, during this match, there was a shot of LAX in their clubhouse. Those are my favorite segments by far. And I'm on low key checked out watch 2017 because low key looks like he's checked out the entire time. And maybe that's just me projecting because I understand that this is the period where he was realizing that they weren't going to put him in the main event scene again. He was going to go get kicked back down to the X division. Um, so, I don't know. I just sort of keep my eyes open on him. And then I think Homicide wasn't there. I read that the Homicide wasn't there because they were just trying to cut costs. And I'm like, man, you, we just got through this thing with your business practice where you're with Anthem, uh, which is, is that part of a fight network? or does Anthem, I think Anthem owns a fight network. So, you're with this company, and so you should have, like, money. But apparently, they just signed another deal with Pop TV to take them through 2018. This is in the Wrestling Observer. They signed another deal with Pop to take them through 2018. Um, which is just based on a revenue split, which, you know, I know not everybody knows what that means, but it just basically means they share in the ad revenue that pop, I would imagine, is, is selling as opposed to pop. You know, USA pays the WWE $160 million a year for, you know, the TV rights, which apparently they don't recoup. Anyways, um, next up, we have Corn, uh, Jim Cornette and Moose in Jim Cornette's office. Uh, and uh, Cornette's telling Moose that, hey, guess what? You're going to triple mania. You're going. He says, guess what, Moose? You're going to have your triple mania moment. And Moose is like, oh, I'm going to go to WrestleMania. No, you're going to triple mania. It's triple A. Um, EC3 comes in. He puts down his Grand Impact Championship and says, I'm the grandest champion there is. I love EC3. He says, I'm the grandest champion there is. I want to go to triple mania too. And Cornette says, no, you can't because you're wrestling here during triple mania, so it's not going to happen. Uh, and EC3 said, what? Nobody told me about that. And then Cornette said, oh, you didn't know? And then both Cornette and Moose in tandem say, your ass better call somebody. I laughed. I thought it was great. Moose cracks me up, man. I love Moose. He's he's hilarious. Anyways, uh, Caleb Conley apparently doubles as suicide. Um, he came out with Trevor Lee to take on, but he was dressed up exactly like Trevor Lee, just like black trunks, black kick pads, knee pads, all that stuff. He fought Petey Williams, the returning Petey Williams, um, the creator of the Canadian Destroyer. And guess what? Petey Williams went over with the Canadian Destroyer. It looks fantastic. Um, afterwards, Trevor Lee attacked Petey Williams. Should be a fun feud. I don't really know a lot about Petey Williams. Other than he created like one of the greatest moves ever in the Canadian Destroyer. And now he's going to take on one of my favorite GFW guys, Trevor Lee. Very happy about that. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, but then Sanjay Dutt came out and made the save. <laughs> he's boring. Uh, next up, Richard Justice. Finally, the, the wrestler in waiting 
got to become wrestler, actual wrestler guy, because he went out there and he was to take on Congo Kong. Congo Kong, of course, beat the crap out of him. Then after the bell, continued to beat the crap out of him, which brought down Mahabali Shara. Yay for me being able to say that name. He came down and took on Kong, so they that's the thing that's happening now. Um, backstage, Johnny Mundo gave an interview. Again, he's a bit on the cheesy side, but that's just Johnny Mundo, so good for him. Uh, LAX, we're in their clubhouse. I'm very happy about this. Again, I don't know if this is just his character or if I'm projecting what I have heard in the dirt sheets about Loki in that he left GFW after this round of tapings or during this round of tapings or something, but he looks completely checked out. Conan starts telling me, you're going to take out James Storm. And Loki's sitting there like, man, I was probably really close to winning that GFW title off of El Patron, even though I don't think they were going to actually take it off El Patron. Um, anyways, uh, that match was happening next. Uh, LAX comes out. Um, Loki has his empty gun holsters for some reason. Um, James Storm comes out. And, uh, and they fight. It's actually a really fun match. Like, I like James Storm. I like Loki. And these guys put on a really good match. It's kind of a physical match. Lots of good, like, you know, striking. And Loki looks like he really lays in on those punches. Um, LAX, of course, distracted the ref a bunch, uh, which led to uh, Loki hitting his Warriors way double stomp and picked up the win. Uh, next up, we had Braxton Sutter backstage. Uh, acting all overprotective and weird because somebody, and I forget who it was, I think it was one of the CM, one of the crash guys, uh, was asking how Allie was doing after she got her butt whooped by Taryn. Braxton Sutter took issue with that, said, you don't worry how, how she's doing. That's my girlfriend. Leave her alone. And then Allie's like, dude, he's just, and Braxton Sutter was like, no, I, this is my new angle. I'm, I'm borderline abusive boyfriend. That's how it's going to go now. Uh, after that, we had Grado and Joe Park and Laurel Van Ness talking about the wedding plans. Uh, Joe Park was asking Grado, you know, who are you going to bring out? And Grado starts talking about who he wants to bring out. And then uh, uh, what's his face? The Joe Park asked Laurel Van Ness, uh, what about you? Who are you bringing out? She said, oh, I'm bringing my entire family out from Victoria. And Joe Park says, oh, Victoria, Wisconsin. She says, no, Victoria, Canada. Which means she's not an American, which means this marriage will not accomplish what they wanted to accomplish with Grado. That he can't stay in America. And so they do like the com- comedy, like look at each other like, ooh. It's pretty funny. What a plot twist there. Um, wait, I wonder if she is she actually Canadian? Laurel Van Ness. Let's find out. Mm. Victoria, Canada. Wow. What a bummer for him. Anyways, uh, next up we have America Top Team and Lashley talking about his role in MMA versus his role in wrestling. Lashley seemed he wants to do both. He wants to be a two sport athlete. Mister Lambert, <laughs> I forget his name, says that you should be in MMA because you could be a champion. And Lashley says, "Well, I could do pro wrestling for like twenty years because it's fake." Uh, next up, Johnny Mundo. Uh, wait, what? Oh. Oh, I went straight to the top. Okay, so after that was a tag team match. It was the main event. Johnny Impact and e- Eddie Edwards versus okay, Eli Drake and Chris Adonis. That's right. Uh, this is a fun match. I mean, they gave it a lot of time. It was like a really long match. It was a lot of fun. There was one part that made me crack up. I had to watch it a couple times. So uh, Mundo, like, tossed. Uh, somehow Chris Adonis got tossed out of the ring and onto the floor. He's laying on the floor. Mundo uh, goes over to, like, the second rope or the, I think it was the apron. 
and he's going to drop a double axe handle on to Eli Drake, who's prone on the floor. And so he goes down and, you know, he ends up landing on top of Chris Adonis. And Adonis just laughs. He goes, like, like he's playing with a little kid or something and they're beating him up, beating him up. I don't know. I thought it was funny. I don't think he expected the camera to be right in his face. And he's got a really loud laugh. It made me chuckle. Seems like these guys are having fun. That's what I like. Um, let's see here. Anyways, after uh, Eli Drake uh, kicked Eddie Edwards uh, in the genitalia area, he hit his gravy train finisher uh, and picked up the win. After that, America top team shows up. Mr. Lambert starts cutting a promo. Uh, he starts talking about Google Docs or something. I don't know. It was weird. He was like, you guys should all Google Lashley because he's like the best guy here or something like that. Jim Cornette comes down and says, you shouldn't even be out here, Mr. Lambert. And he says, next week, Eli Drake is going to take on the man who beat Lashley, Matt Seidel, for uh, the world title. So that's going to happen next week, apparently. I'm sure I would have found out on Twitter if Matt Seidel actually wins that match because I'm pretty sure they already taped it. Um, because they taped like 12 weeks or something in, in a matter of a couple days. So anyways, uh, that's it for GFW. I'm headed to LA. I hope you guys have a good Labor Day weekend. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Oh, by the way, there's a huge Pro Wrestling Tees uh, 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 sale going on right now all through Labor Day weekend. So go check it out. Uh, we have lots of great designs there. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.